0: 8025 or check in anytime online at RudyMaxa.com or follow us on Facebook or Instagram at RM World Travel. And now, welcome to America's number one travel radio show, Rudy Max's World with the Carries.
1: Welcome aboard everybody. This is your RM World Travel connection, and from coast to coast, border to border, and up into Canada, thanks for tuning in today. I'm Robert Carey, and as Mary, Rudy, and I broadcast, this show just after 10 a.m. on Saturday, September 9th, just two days from the very important date of September 11th, and what occurred here 17 or I guess 16, I'm sorry, 16 years ago. Certainly, our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone in Florida who will soon be dealing with the wrath of Hurricane Irma.
2: Absolutely, Robert. Unfortunately, it's like a deja vu here. Uh, we just reported two weeks ago on Hurricane Harvey, Harvey and uh, certainly many people in Texas are still trying to find some normalcy in their lives again. That's certainly going to take some time. Uh, and with the effects of Irma this week in the Caribbean, Puerto Rico, I believe uh, the northern part of Cuba was hit overnight yeah, that's, that's going on Friday. Right now. Right. Uh, it's going to be a long haul back for the residents of Florida. Uh, and certainly for tourism industries and the islands to recover as, as well as whatever happens in Florida. What do you think, Rudy?
3: Well, no question. I mean, as we broadcast live, what, about 10.06 on Eastern time on Saturday morning, um, the, the, the hurricane sort of stalled over Cuba, so we don't know anything about what's going on there. But Last night, they're getting videos from the Virgin Islands that just, just look terrible. My guess is we won't know until the middle of uh, next week the full extent this hurricane has on uh, favorite places for visitors in Florida. I don't have real eye hopes that Miami beach will be back to normal unless, unless it really singularly really moves to the west. And I'm wondering if any of that beach will disappear. You know, it's happened before, and the Corps of Engineers had to bring in barges filled with sand to rebuild Miami Beach's mm-hmm. beach.
1: Yeah, we're, we're, it's going to be, again, it's going to be a challenging week. And, you know, folks, certainly we're not a weather show, but obviously what's unfolding with Irma is important, and clearly it impacts travel. You know, as we suggested in the past, there are obviously a lot of airline cancellations as a result of the major storm. Uh, you know, I saw, by the way, 7,400 flights with with Harvey were canceled just by United, and with you know American being the hub, which is closed now for uh, in Miami, and uh, Delta. The storm is going to be heading to Atlanta. I mean, it's going to be a lot. So, you know, since the storm is headed to Georgia and Tennessee and the Carolinas, wherever afterwards, check with your airline and ensure the plane you're on isn't originating in an area that might be impacted by the storm or you know has been canceled because of
3: it. So. Oh joy, joy, I'm leaving for, supposed to fly to Atlanta Sunday evening. I can't wait to see what that yeah, involves.
1: Yeah, well, um, you're going to have a tough Monday. Yeah. yeah.
3: The, uh, the last plane left Miami's airport around 11 o'clock on Friday night. Disney World, which never closes. It's like a hotel. The door is never locked. Uh, will close Sunday and Monday, but plans to reopen on Tuesday, presuming the disaster isn't too huge. We'll see how that goes.
1: Yeah, I, all, I think the hotels are all open. But all right, so you know we've got another affiliate joining us this week that we want to welcome, and I also want to share the results of our latest travel polls. But before we get to that, Mary, why don't we just let everyone know what's coming up this hour?
2: Okay, sure. In just a few minutes, in the showcase segment, renowned food critic and travel journalist Alan Richman will join us to discuss the place he calls North America's new food capital, as well as his recent findings in Oslo, Norway. In segment three, Harriet Baskis will share some insights into what happens at an airport overnight. And Barbara Peterson checks in in segment four to offer some thoughts on whether virtual reality could make travel planning easier. And then towards the end of the hour, it's our 10th installment of the Destination Spotlight as today we take you to Boise, Idaho. And looks like we'll have a busy hour in hour two as well today, including a trip to the U.S. Open finals that are going on this weekend here in New York. Yes, they are. And we're going to delve into something attracting visitors other than tennis, believe it or not.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. So, uh, you know, listen, folks, if you listened two weeks ago, you heard us. We welcome nine new affiliates to our lineup. And this week, our team at Salem, they've added another one for us as we're welcoming our 54th newest station to join our network in just 2017, moving us closer to a weekly reach of 330 affiliates overall.
2: Wow. All right. And a warm welcome and thank you to a station in Rudy's hometown, AM 1440 KYCR, the Twin Cities Business Radio. That is the 15th largest media market in the country.
1: And I believe KYCR, they're going to run the show on Sundays from 7 to 9 Central. So, Rudy, now you can start off your your Saturdays with Mary and me, and then you can end your Sundays. <laughs> I can hear it all over well. again on
3: Sunday. That's yeah. amazing. Well, I'm just delighted we're we're on a radio station in the town where I live. That's always a nice thing to nice thing to have. Yes, it
1: is. Uh, so we'll be hearing from some folks uh, in the Twin Cities soon. One additional item, uh, we. I wanna get to, before we talk about Rudy and Thailand, um, I have the results of our current travel polls that I want to share with everybody. New polls are going up this week at rmworldtravel.com, so check them out and, and vote in those. But here are the current results. The first question is, where were you for Labor Day? And the results are, a resort, 31%, none of the above, 30%, a beach or a lake, 27%, a cruise, 7%, and an amusement park, 4%. And the second question that we asked, what color luggage do you travel with? Just about 60% of you said black, blue or green was 23%, silver or gold, 11%, multicolored or something that has pictures on it, 5%, and red, orange, or pink, just 2%.
2: All right. Well, I think it's safe to say maybe none of the above 30% people were home with family and friends because that wasn't an option. So that's what I'm going to assume. But anyway, I enjoy the polls and I'm looking forward to the new ones going up this week. Okay. Rudy, you had an interesting week or a couple of weeks over in Thailand just prior to Labor Day. Um, so why don't you give us a little tidbit of what was going on in Thailand with you?
3: Well, I did. We were shooting our sixth and final of six shows, a uh, final episode for a new series of my public television shows. It'll be out in November. In Bangkok, the capital of Thailand, Um, I've been there, you know, I've been there a lot. I really, it's one of my favorite cities in the world. Um, We did a show there eight years ago. This show had a whole new emphasis on food though. All six of these shows do that. Uh, Now these are not celebrity chef shows or weird food shows. It's more about, they're still travel shows, but we really emphasize how a cuisine is shaped by history and local ingredients. And I'm helped in that regard by my co-host, Daisuke Udagawa. He's a Japanese trained chef, owner of five restaurants in DC. Bangkok is known for its street food. Uh, very popular there because it's really hot year-round. I mean, you know, it'll drop from 94 to 93 at night, you know. And it's too hot to cook inside small apartments and small homes, so people cook either cook outside or they eat outside. They'll eat breakfast outside, lunch outside, dinner outside on the street. Very clean, very safe for visitors. I, I hasten to assure anybody who goes to Bangkok, try the street food. It is unbelievable because the locals know what's good and bad. And if, if something's not very good, it doesn't last very long. So. Right. Um, it's, it's really, it was really a great shoot, and I ate a whole lot of great Thai food. Um, there's a, a lot of very fancy shopping malls. They're unbelievable. And one, huge food courts and supermarkets. And in one of them, the Emporium uh, Mall, every day at noon, 3 p.m., 6 p.m., and 9 p.m., the staff in the food courts and the, uh, and the uh, grocery store, huge grocery store, gourmet grocery store, they break into choreographed dance to Pharrell Williams' Happy Song. <laughs> and it's it's weird. You just and suddenly it comes over the loudspeaker. Well, that's I mean, uplifting. Just, yeah, yeah. And they all fun. sort of. And, and I didn't know it was going to be choreographed. I thought they all individually danced. I'd heard about it, so we took our cameras there. And darn if they, <laughs> they didn't just start doing this choreographed dance ever to happy. I mean, they're, uh, Thailand's a pretty happy nation. It's it's the only Asian nation that's never been under you know control of another country. So I have a feeling that is seeped into the psyche somehow. I love that. Quick reminder connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at RM World Travel. And stick around because up next, Alan Richmond's in. You probably have read him in many magazines. We'll be right back after these messages. To join Rudy,
0: Robert, and Mary, call 800-387-8025 or follow them on Facebook or Instagram at World Travel. We're coming right back.
1: Ama Waterways River Cruises are all about ensuring you enjoy the destinations as well as the journey itself. Immerse in local cultures and sites and enjoy luxury accommodations as you travel from one stunning city to the next. Every Ama Waterways River Cruise includes small group tours and excursions in every port of call, plus all your meals and fine wines and beer with lunch and dinner. You'll get free Wi-Fi and bicycles to explore on your own, or join guided bike tours of charming towns. Discover Europe, Asia, and Africa with the best at amawaterways.com or rmworldtravel.com under sponsors.
2: For a great shave at a great price, make the smarter choice. Join Dollar Shave Club. Robert and Rudy use their Executive Razor with their Dr. Carver's Shave Butter for a smooth, precise shave. And for a limited time, new members can get their first month of the Executive Razor with a tube of Dr. Carver's Shave Butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a 15 value for 5 bucks. You can only get this offer at dollarshaveclub.com slash Rudy, dollarshaveclub.com slash Rudy, or find a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors.
3: If you toss and turn at night waking up achy and sore, you may want to get a Casper mattress. Casper's comfort foams guarantee you'll sleep cool and provide pressure relief and spinal alignment, keeping you balanced in cushiony comfort. Casper's support foam brings it all together with long-lasting durability. Casper ships for free, so you can try it for 100 nights risk-free. Don't love it? They'll pick it up and refund you everything. Get $50 toward the purchase of your mattress by using code RUDY at Casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. Find a link at rmworldtravel.com.
2: Do you think identity theft is only when someone adds charges to your credit card? It's actually when someone pretends to be you to open new accounts in your name. LifeLock can help. They use proprietary technology to alert you to a range of identity threats. If you have a problem, they have a team of U.S.-based specialists who will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. Membership starts at $9.99 a month, plus applicable taxes. Go to LifeLock.com, use promo code RUDY, and get 10% Offer, visit rudymaxa.com under sponsors.
0: Join Rudy, Robert, and Mary. Call anytime at 800 387 8025. Follow the program on Facebook or Instagram at RM World Travel. Now, back to America's number one travel radio show.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Mary and Robert with you for our showcase segment this hour. This should be a fun segment, as we're going to be joined by 16-time James Beard Foundation Award winner for journalism and food correspondent for GQ Magazine and others, Alan Richmond. But first, a word about our show sponsor, Ama Waterway River Cruises. I saw a few messages this week from some of you out there commenting on what we've been saying about Ama Waterways, and here are a few excerpts. Christina said, I've traveled with Ama Waterway River Cruises on their enchanting Rhine River Cruise, and I'd highly recommend your listeners check them out before booking with any other company the crew could not have been more friendly and helpful and the meals were awesome if you care about quality ama waterways is for you
2: and barbara added i've cruised with ama waterways for their christmas market itinerary you're talking about and they exceeded my expectations at every turn
1: and then Sarah commented, uh, my mom and I did an Ama Waterways river cruise from Basel to Amsterdam, and she can't stop talking about how fantastic it was. I've talked to people who've done river cruises with other operators at AMA Waterways, and they've all said there's no comparison. I'm now thinking of doing their Mekong one in the spring. Well, good for you, Sarah. Folks, AMA Waterways river cruises are all-inclusive, and the level of service they provide in Europe, Asia, or Africa, it's industry-leading and award-winning. Check them out at ammawaterways.com or rmworldtravel.com under Sponsors.
2: Okay, food critic and journalist Alan Richman has won 16 James Beard Awards for his food writing. He's dined at top restaurants around the world. He recently spent time in two distinctly different cities exploring their current food scenes, Montreal, Canada, and Oslo, the capital city of Norway. So off to the phone we go for a discussion on these two cities as we welcome in Alan Richman. Alan? Hi.
1: Th- nice to meet you electronically via the phone. I uh, appreciate you joining me and me today. This is great because you
4: you're letting me talk about two places I love.
1: <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> All right, so before we get started with your thoughts on Montreal and Oslo, and I know you want to talk about those, uh, since you've traveled the world as a food critic, you must have some thoughts on what you believe travelers are looking for in terms of good food. So I'd like to know your opinion on what most folks are seeking today from a food experience when traveling.
4: You know, I only know what I love, and and my thrill is to go to a restaurant that's even better than people tell me it is. And... That's still, you know, the dream I have of everybody. And you want the food to be of the place, but not so ridiculously of the place that you can't eat it, which we'll get to, by the way, when we talk about Oslo. Um, (laughs) So I'm just a man who just gets so thrilled when I go into a restaurant and it meets the expectations people have told me about it. And and, and I don't want it to be overly expensive, which knocks out most Michelin three-star restaurants. I just want it to be great food at a fair price, and I'll spend a lot.
2: All right. Fair enough. Alan, let's start with Montreal, uh, a city that Robert and I have been to many times. We always enjoy our time there. It's certainly known. People know it as uh, famous for its annual jazz festival. It's deeply rooted in culture, both French and English traditions. You spent some time there recently. You wrote an article about the food scene, calling it the new food capital of North America. Why don't you share with our listeners what's going on in Montreal with food?
4: Well, everything that's good is going on in Montreal. I mean, Montreal had a long stretch when I, I first worked there, actually, at a newspaper there about 40 years ago, and it was all some sort of variation on French food that wasn't very classic, but still it was tasty. And probably about 10, 15 years ago, Montreal created a local food culture, really a regional Quebecois cuisine. Uh, I pronounced that so badly, didn't I?
1: Well, um, I, I don't, don't go to me for the French accents. <laughs> Mary's is the one for that. <laughs>
4: So they started doing the food of the region, and Quebec has fabulous farms, fabulous forests, they fabulous do. products, yeah. and they started using them. And that was all started with a restaurant called Au Pied de Cochon. Um, I'm not telling everybody to go there. It's a, it's a good restaurant, but you know, the food is so rich, it's like medieval food, and mm. it's but it's of the of the region, foie gras poutine, all these old dishes. Mm. But it, cre- it it's the place that created the culture that enabled the restaurants to be what they are today. So we have you have fabulous, small, well-run restaurants. Uh, some of them, and most of them, are sort of in the French style. Some are in the English style, because as you know, both cultures exist there. Right. And none of them are overly priced. All of them do everything correctly. They have Great service. They have pastry chefs, which are disappearing from New York.
1: Yeah, they absolutely they yeah. are. Yes. Yeah,
4: and and they do. They, the small great restaurants exist in Montreal, as I think they do nowhere else in America in a, in a superior way. They're just great.
1: Hmm. So, so Alan, right, so you've been in the food and travel business, you know, as you said, for a number of years now, and when you see emerging trends in a certain city, or a region of the world, I guess, and swift changes in the food scene, who do you think are the creators of the changes? Is it the chefs? Is it the locals demanding new and exciting ways to experience food? Is it the demands of travel and tourism? What is it?
4: I think it's the chefs. I mean, you get the right chef, and you get him the right attention, and and they can do a fabulous job. They could they can you know, that we know that in New York they can turn neighborhoods around. But in the smaller cities and by the way, I'm a small city guy these days, in the smaller cities, they can turn the whole cities around. I mean Montreal is not that small, it's one point seven million. But but it's it's enough that a guy named Martin Picard who starred Pierre de Cochon and David McMillan who started Joe Beef and a few chefs like that also uh a fellow named Norman Laprise, who has tokay up there. They were really fundamental in, in starting these trends, and they, they did everything. They're the ones responsible for this, and I bless them for it.
2: Okay, Alan, before we go any further, let me quickly reintroduce you to our listeners. If you're just tuning in, Robert and I are speaking with renowned food critic and journalist Alan Richmond. Alan, let's move on to Oslo, uh, a city that is not exactly known for its food, or at least it hasn't been over the years. Robert and I were in Iceland recently, and they've got a fairly new crop of restaurants, but most of the food is still old icelandic traditional lamb fish potatoes it's got the norse (laughs) influence oslo strikes me it would be the same way but what did you experience there well
4: it's changing yes you're exactly right oslo for the most part still is iceland Mm -hmm. Um, i mean the first dish someone told me i must have there was a a lamb potato and cabbage stew (laughs) he said it's great when there's lots of fat in it (laughs) (laughs) so that's the old you know food of norway i mean I mean, it gets worse, of course, if you want to talk about the old food of Norway. It's it's all salted and smoked. Everything. Yeah. I mean... One of the great dishes is dried sheep's head. How's
2: that? And Fabulous. Uh, oh. pass
4: on that. <laughs> I, I, I declined pass. <laughs> In
1: Iceland, I declined the fermented shark yes. in uh, urine. I yes. just decided oh, I, I don't need it. great. Yeah. How yeah.
4: about some, and you can also get air-dried loot fish in the hospital, but we'll talk on that. <laughs> oh, oh, this, Boy, this is a is, whole other show. real tasty yeah. for a morning celebration. Uh, All right,
2: Saturday. let's move on to the new cuisine. What's yeah. going on that's new? So you can't eat the old. Let's no. just put that, you know, right. rest. Um,
4: right. There's something going on called new Nordic cuisine, and it's not just in norway even though you think cuz it's called nordic but that's everybody up there and it, for the most part this has been a, uh, in new york city i mean what it is is this one chef behind the counter or behind in a little tiny kitchen doing all the cooking himself sending out tasting menu portions of food they're often the food is often organic it's foraged it's sustainable it's you know very modern cuisine and you and that really was just starting out in Norway when I went to Oslo and it was already thriving in New York City. The thing is that I didn't think it was that great in New York City. Mm. But then I, when I ran into these emerging restaurants doing this kind of food in Oslo, I, the food was really
2: good. So it's an exciting time to be in Oslo. And I also saw in your article that they have a food hall. And this surprised me. I, I'd love to know what you thought of the food hall in Oslo.
4: I was in love with it. it, yeah. took, it you know, the only problem with getting the food hall in Oslo from downtown is Oslo is a very expensive city. I think I spent mm-hmm. most of my money on taxi cab rides to go up
2: Just there. to get there. Okay.
4: Yeah. But it's it's lovely. It's called yeah.
2: Um It
4: has little shops in it it has uh, some small restaurants in it it's charming beyond belief and Uh, You know, if it was closer to downtown, I would have gone there every day.
1: Yeah, we had that issue in Sydney last year when we were there, that that market, the fish market and all that was way Trying to get down to to it, right. But, you know, so speaking of food halls, you know, Mary and I, you know, we always try to seek out the local food markets, uh, you know, whenever we can when traveling. So we know most of your writings are focused on fine dining, but do you enjoy going to the local markets?
4: Oh, I do. I love it. I mean, I'm a lousy cook. Let's just face it right now. I I I mean, I have, you know, I have a girlfriend who pretended she likes my food and now she Pretend she doesn't even pretend anymore She hates my food But I try Yeah, I love going Well, it's home. the but effort
1: I'm, That's what Mary tells me all the time it's the effort, effort right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's good It so doesn't
4: work with this girlfriend of mine No, I like, to, I like to wander around and look at things And if they'll let me taste things Do I buy exotic vegetables to take home and cook? I, I'm ashamed to say I do not
1: but, Well, all right, listen, Alan, I'm sorry we're, we're Unfortunately, we're out of time for today We could have gone on for another the yeah, of the rest of the show great. but you know, uh, Rudy, I think he wants the next segment coming up But we enjoyed speaking with you uh, Where are you headed next? Um, I, I'm
4: hoping to go to find somebody who will send me on a story to Europe because I haven't been there in so All
1: long. right. Well, everyone I'm out there, there listening, you know, we, we reach out about a million five, million eight. So maybe someone's listening. They're going to send Alan on a trip. <laughs> Alan, listen, enjoy the weekend. Safe travels, okay? Great chatting with Thank you. Thank
2: you for me Thank you.
1: All right. Alan Richmond. Oh, that was great fun. Right? He is. Uh, yeah. he, he will be back. Yes. Folks, we'll have him back. Uh, maybe we'll do something, talk about his thoughts about the U.S. or something.
2: Exactly. All
1: right. A reminder to please connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at RM World Travel. We're going to take a quick break for some sponsor messages, but there's so much more ahead as the RM World Travel Express rolls on. You're listening to Rudy Max's Roll with the Carries. Stay with us.
2: Travel Pro luggage is what we use, and it's the best. Rudy likes the Max Light 4, their lightest collection, with carry-ons weighing just under 6 pounds. Robert and I travel with Travel Pro's Platinum Magna 2 Series that contains the patented MagnaTrack wheel system, power scope handle, and contour grip spinners. Even their Crew series is outstanding. Travel Pro is the choice of flight crews and frequent travelers, so get yours at Macy's, Amazon, eBags, and top luggage specialty retailers. You can also visit TravelPro.com or RMWorldTravel.com under sponsors. Yeah.
0: are always open at 800-387-8025. And stay connected with the program at RudyMaxa.com. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World with the
3: Carries. Welcome back indeed, and this portion of the program is sponsored by LifeLock. You know, we've all experienced a shattered phone screen, frustrating and expensive. But even more concerning, researchers discovered that broken screens are often replaced with aftermarket parts that can be tampered with. Tests show that malicious chips embedded in displays can be used to hijack your phone. Attackers can impersonate you, take photos without your knowledge, and log your activities. Make sure you get that crack screen replaced by a reputable vendor. Someone's identity is stolen every two seconds, and thieves can sell your information on the dark web or get an online payday loan in your name. LifeLock, however, detects a wide range of identity threats, and if there's a problem, U.S.-based identity restoration specialists will work to fix it. Now, certainly no one could prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But if you act now, you'll get 10% off the first year of your LifeLock membership. Call, Wayna, call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com and use the promo code RUDY, my first name, R-U-D-Y, and you'll save 10% today. You can also find the link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. So we've all been to airports. I think most of us, certainly if you're listening to the show, you have been to an airport. But what happens when everybody goes home? Well... Point is, not everyone goes home. And Harriet Baskus, who's an at the, Air, the At the Airport columnist for USA Today, she's a travel writer and curator of StuckAtTheAirport.com blog, actually spent a whole night, overnight, at Denver's airport to find out what does go on behind the scenes in the evening. Harriet, welcome to the show. Nice to have you back. Thank you. Okay. So I, I know I want to know generally what happened in the evening, but let me just tell you the one thing that leapt out to me from your piece which was that overnight they put a new engine, a new main engine on an Airbus 319 beginning at 8.45 p.m. and it had just come into Detroit from Reno and was scheduled to leave the next morning for flight at 11.30 a.m. I, I find that, I mean, that's amazing to me.
5: It is amazing, especially because while I was there, the crew took an hour out to have a steak dinner because they had <laughs> won an award for having... Um, met being the best in the system for meeting their deadlines on time.
3: So they managed to put a a, a a huge engine on a on a on a major on a big piece big airplane and have a steak dinner, get it out uh, 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 overnight and get yeah. it out the next morning.
5: Yeah, that, that, that it is incredible. They're really good at it.
3: I can you know, I can barely replace a battery in a flashlight in that time.
5: I know. I that it really impressed me and the the new the new engine was there There was a crew that moved in as soon as the plane got rolled in, and they just took care of it. That's what they do, I guess. I guess that's what I learned.
3: (laughs) They do, and have a steak dinner. So what else goes on? What are the primary uh, activities at night in a major airline uh, terminal, a hub like United's Hub in in Denver?
5: Okay, well, so what I learned when I got there, I went into the operations center, and the evening uh, crew was just winding down, so about... 40 people were leaving their job, leaving their uh, at around 11, and they were handing over their responsibilities from the day and from the evening to two people who were going to sit at a bank of computers overnight and watch for the last planes that were coming in, um, figure out which gates they were going to go to, which people were going to make their connections or not. Um, So that's how I started and seeing how they were winding down um they were looking at the weather for the morning they were figuring out which planes would or would not for sure make it out of the maintenance hangar and trying to figure out which ones they'd need to bring in for the morning that's how the evening
3: started right. and then you followed the cleaners inside how did, were you impressed with how clean how hard they worked to clean a plane or was it sort of superficial looking
5: um no i was i was so pleased about that i mean i was i was really uh, happy that they were fixing the planes <laughs> for the morning, but I was surprised how uh, thoroughly they were, their crews were in there cleaning it. They had um, three different um, cleaning solutions in bottles marked one, two, three, so that it was clear what they were going use. They had different colored rags that they were going to use with those different colored cleaning solutions for each part. And there was a crew, the, the guys who were in there barely wanted to talk to me because they were focused on the work they were doing. They were cleaning the trays, something I worry about all the time.
3: Everyone (laughs) does. They were cleaning
5: the seat backs, the seats. They had little vacuums. They were going in the crevices. They were taking out the seat seat cushions. And so I was really surprised and pleased to hear that. That And I was delighted that they were finding things that people lost.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you mentioned that they once turned in $5,000 someone had left behind.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they were very Um, proud of that.
3: How many maintenance workers cleaning the average passenger plane? Two? Five?
5: Um, So the night, the crew that I saw, and I think they have a deeper cleaning crew, but I saw there were five people working Mm -hmm. on the plane that was in the maintenance hangar about to go back to the main terminal.
3: Well, Harriet, you reassure us. I'm glad to hear that. Thank <laughs> you fo- so much for spending, staying up all night and, and giving us a glimpse of that. And uh, uh, I appreciate you joining us. Thank you. You can follow uh, Harriet uh, by reading her at the airport column in, uh, USA, at usatoday.com. And, of course, you can also follow her at twitter.com forward slash HBASKAS, B-A-S-K-A-S. And she writes a blog called StuckAtTheAirport.com. She was stuck at the airport overnight. That was Denver's airport, by the way, a United hub. And, uh, and I'm so glad to hear how deep clean they, or how, how, how well they clean the planes. Because there's nothing worse than looking down where those magazines are. Anyway, stick around. When we come back in just a moment, we're going to talk to, uh, uh, we're going to talk to a woman named Barbara Sturkin-Peterson. With esque traffic.
0: Join Rudy Max's world with the Carries by calling 800-387-8025. Access the show anytime at rudymaxa.com. We'll
3: be right back. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Every day people ask me, can I still take advantage of today's low rates? Is it still a good time to refinance? The answer is yes. Now's a great time to call Quicken Loans at 800-QUICKEN. The rate today
0: on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.19%.
3: Call us today at 800 Quicken or go to QuickenLoans.com. That's 800 Quicken.
0: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org, number 3030.
6: At the United States Postal Service, we don't just carry your product to its destination. We deliver your business, representing you and all of your hard work with pride. It's almost as if you're the one showing up to the customer's door, greeting them with a smile. Because when you ship with the United States Postal Service, your business becomes our business. That's why we deliver more e-commerce packages to homes than anyone else in the country. The United States Postal Service, priority
0: you. Welcome to A Dash of Salt, where we debunk myths and shake up what you think you know about salt. Myth number one comes from Katie P.
6: Um, salt is bad for everyone on the planet, and no one even needs that, because, like, I read that on a blog.
0: Okay, let's shake it up. Here's the truth. Everyone needs salt. Like we need water, salt is essential to human life. It can help keep our muscles strong and brain running smoothly. In fact, it's actually one of the nutrients that makes every cell in your body function. And that's pretty important, right, Katie? Um, I guess. Everything's better with a little salt. Find out more at
2: alittlesalt.org. Okay, keep your eyes closed. Okay. I want to show you my first ever painting. Ooh, all right. Okay. Open your eyes. Oh, that's a lot of colors mm-hmm. <laughs> and shapes. So be honest. What do you think? Well, uh, I like how if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds of dollars on car insurance.
6: Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Here, why don't I hold your paintbrush
1: while you call them? GEICO, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. If you've got aches, pains, and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to what Georgia has to say about relief factor.
6: Over the years, I've had several injuries. I have had lots of pain, and it's been hard for me to exercise. Now, I'm much more active, so I'm losing weight, and I feel better. I would recommend it to anyone.
1: For more information about Relief Factor and the two-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. If you've got aches, pains, and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to what Dave has to say about Relief Factor.
0: I was in a sawmill accident
5: and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am
1: thrilled. For more information about Relief Factor and the two-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five, dollars go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Hey. Get out the map!
0: participate in the program call anytime at 800-387-8025 or log on to rudymaxa.com once again you're in rudy Maxa's world with the
3: carries and this portion of the program is brought to you by sponsored by dollarshaveclub.com forward slash rudy for a great shave at a great price delivered right to your door make the smarter choice join dollarshaveclub.com forward slash rudy like we all have And they offer more than just razors. Make their own high-quality personal and grooming products. Everything for your hair, face, skin, and shower. Dollar Shave Club has all your bathroom needs delivered to your door. When shopping in a store for all that stuff, there are too many options. And if you have any questions, it's not like the clerks are experts on all the products. That's why we use dollarshaveclub.com forward slash Rudy for almost everything. Razors, body cleanser, hair gel, even hygiene wipes. Dollar Shave Club's changing the game with their premium ingredients and sophisticated scents to help all of us look and feel amazing. And right now, you can try it all, and you can get their first month starter kit, which includes travel-sized shave butter, body cleanser, hygiene wipes, and a month of their best razors for just $5. After that, replacement cartridges ship for just a few bucks a month. Don't miss out. Get your starter set for just $5 today exclusively at dollarshave.club DollarshaveClub.com forward slash Rudy. Put Rudy at the end, that's how you get this uh, this $5 set. You can find a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors if that's easier. You know, the average person spends about oh, clicks about 30 times in order to research an airline flight. My next guest, Barbara Sturkin Peterson, says there's going to be an answer about that in the future. She's a contributor to the website O-Z-O-Z-Y, Ozy.com. She's a senior correspondent for aviation at Condé Traveler. She's also written a book called Blue Streak, Inside JetBlue, the upstart that rocked the industry. She joins me because of a piece I read she wrote for Ozzy.com about virtual reality and how it will impact those of us who like to travel and certainly the marketplace of travel. Barbara, nice to have you on the show. Welcome. Well, great to be here. So we, we we sort of I think we're all sort of virtual reality. You can put on a headset and, and it seems like you're in the space that you're looking at, whether it's the Grand Canyon or, or a hotel room. And I know some hotels are using virtual reality uh, to show what their room is like. You look down, you can see the carpet, you look up, you can see the ceiling. But you're talking about bringing this to the marketplace to actually transactional or you're writing about this uh, actually actually making it a transactional vehicle. Describe that to us, will you?
7: Yes, well, this would be a huge quantum leap into a whole new way of doing you know travel booking, which, as you you know mentioned in your intro, is gotten just very tedious and it's just not a very user friendly experience you know, the screens you know you just just scroll through so many of them and they're cluttered, and it's just just become really kind of a chore and so Really, what this is about is you know virtual reality. Yeah, we all I think know what it is, but it, it, very few people actually have made the next step and acquired one of those uh, sort of sci-fi looking headsets. You know, which uh, frankly, when you look at somebody doing it, it looks quite strange. I think I think for some people, it's going to be a, a bit of a, a leap to even get that far. But what? The travel industry is looking at now is just changing the whole way we think about this and the whole way we actually go about researching. And then when you're researching it, well, let's say you found something you want to do. Why not make it really easy to go ahead to that next step and click the buy button and pay for it, and then you're off. You know, and one of the one of the appealing things about virtual reality is just that just um, it's you can actually see what you're getting. You can look not just at the seat map of the airline site and pick out, you know, seat, you know, 15C. You can actually see what seat 15C looks like. Right. Uh, or a rental car, for example. Well, maybe maybe you're sort of torn between two different cars and you want to see what the seats look like. I mean, the temple is amazing. However, I have to say, you know, a little bit caveat here, it's a long way before that will happen. A lot of things have to happen first, and the travel companies themselves have to really get on board, which is going to be a while. It's a very fragmented industry, and, you know, not everybody will see it in quite the same positive way as the boosters are projecting. So, yes, I mean, I, I think it's very appealing and exciting, and it could happen, but it's not around the corner.
3: Well, it's going to happen, though. We only have uh, about a minute left, uh, Barbara. But, uh, you know, those, those big headsets that stick out, I mean, those are going to someday be replaced by glasses. You know, a company called Red R-E-D-D, that makes cameras that I use for shooting my television shows, is coming out with a, their first smartphone in January or February that will, will project a hologram right in front of you from your phone someday you'll be able to look at your hotel room like that and and walk around it or walk around a resort with a hologram right in front of you. So I think it might be sooner than we think, but I I think it's a thrilling prospect. And And, you have uh, a good
7: point. I think that the prices are coming down of the headsets and they are going to be less clunky. And ultimately, I think the whole technology industry is saying that this could be a way to replace our computer screens.
3: Agreed. Barbara Sturkin-Peterson. Check out uh, uh, check out her writing at ozy, O-Z-Y, dot com. Barbara, thank you for joining us today. Robert and Mary will be right back in just a moment. Take a look America's at
0: Boyce. number one travel radio show by calling 800-387-8025. Or check in anytime at rudymaxa.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. To connect with the program, call 800-387-8025 or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. Welcome back to America's number one travel radio show.
1: Welcome back, everybody. We appreciate you being here with us today. And it's time for our 10th installment of our destination spotlight in the 43rd state in our nation, known as the Gem State and the City of Trees. Before we take you to Boise, Idaho, a quick message to say that today's show is sponsored by Travel Pro Luggage.
2: And regardless of wherever your next travel destination is, one of the most important items to ensure a successful trip is quality luggage. You'll do none better than Travel Pro. Travel Pro created the rollerboard Wheeled Luggage, and they're the choice of flight crews and frequent travelers as they stand behind their products with lifetime warranties.
1: This is the luggage that Mary, Rudy, and I, we've been traveling with for years. And without question, having good luggage, it's so important when you travel. So if you're in the market for new luggage or looking for the perfect gift, look no further than Travel Pro Luggage. Check them out at Travel Pro com or find a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors.
2: And now let's go to Idaho's capital city and welcome in the executive director of the downtown Boise Association, Lynn Hightower.
1: Lynn, welcome Rudy Max's World with the Carries as we spotlight Boise today.
6: Well, I'm thrilled to speak with you. Thank
1: you for having me. Uh, I have to ask you, we were just talking about in the tease, Um You know, we've enjoyed our time in Boise. It's a fun, vibrant city. But answer something for me. I know Ann Arbor, Michigan is known as Tree Town for its bur oak trees. But how did Boise get the name City of Trees?
7: While
6: you were in Boise, because I know both you and Mary have been in Boise, did you get a chance to walk along the Boise River? It's, it goes right through the heart of the yeah, downtown. sure. sure. Yeah. We walked absolutely. Yeah.
1: University, a whole area yeah. there. Yeah, we, uh, no question. Yep,
6: you bet. The trees alongside the Boise River are cottonwood trees. And when the French explorers, there's a great Western history story here, but when the French explorers first came to the city, and they thought, oh, the trees. The trees are beautiful. And what they were looking at were those cottonwoods along the Boise
2: River. Mm-hmm. So there's ah, the name. Okay. okay. So we had to talk to you to get that story. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) All right. There you go. There we go. Lynn, um, we were very impressed with the food scene, and this was a few years back. But we've heard that the local farm-to-table scene is really sort of bursting at the seams right now, along with the wines from Idaho. And when I think of Idaho, even after having been there several times, I don't think of wine, as I think most travelers don't. Why don't you share the food scene as well as the wine scene and what's going on?
6: You know, thank you very much. Our food scene, our Boise chefs, we just have to brag about them. And truly, more visitors are coming to Boise to enjoy the creative, really delicious restaurant scene that is growing here. In fact, downtown Boise is hosting our Dine Out Downtown Boise Restaurant Week later this fall that helps travelers and locals experience something new. Idaho, especially the Snake River wineries, but they're from the Snake River just south of here, okay. incredible wineries. They do bring in some grapes from elsewhere in the Northwest, but we have great Idaho wines, mm-hmm. we have great local craft beers, that's something that more folks are enjoying, and we have Boise chefs who can take, Idaho is still largely an agricultural state, take some of our food products, combine those into great, delicious creations, pair them with the perfect Idaho wine or craft beer, if that's what you enjoy, and it it is honestly a delightful surprise for locals and well, visitors I, alike. Uh, so I, you'll have to come back. I guarantee there's new, new restaurants.
1: Yes. All right, so I want to build on that for a second. You know, I think you know thanks to some of the tech money from transplanted Californians or from those in the Pacific Northwest that have come there, there's a thriving arts community in Boise. You've got the Shakespeare Amphitheater. There's ballet. Jazz is big there. How often do you hear surprise from visitors about Boise being outstanding for arts?
6: You know, uh, almost daily, quite honestly. In fact, what we often say about visiting downtown Boise is it is an experience. That will surprise and delight you. And the the cultural scene, the arts, the entertainment scene is so important really to any downtown, but it is thriving in downtown Boise. We have Boise State University. We have ballet, Idaho, the Idaho Philharmonic, numerous theaters, lots of museums, and the Basque Museum, which is uh, very unique right in the heart of downtown. The uh, Idaho Historical Museum is undergoing a renovation right now. The Boise Art Museum has incredible displays. And one thing I I have to say, too, is you don't have to go to a museum to enjoy the arts and cultures. We have a beautiful public art right in the heart of downtown.
1: All right. So now, you know, I, I think I seem to recall from when we were there that there was a saying that, you know, Boise is the largest American city that's furthest from any other metropolitan city. I think I have that right. I'm not suggesting you're an island because clearly Idaho is landlocked. But Boise, it's surrounded by so much uninhabited nature. There's mountains, there's desert, there, there's the river. So that that's going to be its own natural art, you know, which leads to so many different outdoor activities that are there. Talk about that. We've got about a minute in the interview.
6: Well, I tell you you come to downtown Boise, you're gonna love the shopping, the restaurants, the, the green belt. You walk along the, the green belt, you'll see the famous Boise Blue Turf at Boise State University. But downtown Boise is a great launching spot. If you like mountain biking, our foothills are ten minutes out of downtown. A lot of downtown employees love taking their lunch break and getting some mountain bike riding in. Our local ski hill, bogus basin, forty five minutes away, great alpine and nordic skiing. They're also putting in an alpine coaster, a ropes course. They have a tubing hill. Sun Valley is a couple hours. Camarack and Brundage, great skiing from beginners to helicopter skiing. And downtown Boise is a great launching point for that. And, And we're proud of it. Boise is blessed to be in the middle of Idaho.
2: Okay, Lynn, that's a great area. We're running out of time. Real quickly, one last question. What's one last fact that you think visitors or prospect visitors coming to Idaho should know?
6: You know, I think one of the things that will surprise folks is the people they're going to meet. Uh, we love hosting visitors. can stop anyone on a street corner, it's and be they the will stop and give you a yeah. great restaurant it's, referral. You absolutely. bet. Absolutely. It agree. is going to
1: be. Thank you very much for helping us spotlight Boise, Idaho. It's a happening, vibrant city, folks. Go experience it. You can learn more at downtownboise.org. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, Lynn.
2: Thank you. You too. Thank you, Lynn.
1: All right. You can find all of the places that we've covered on our website under Destination Spotlight. And that's going to do it for our one of the programs this week, but don't despair. After these messages, Mary, Rudy, and I will be back for another strong hour as we talk everything and anything in the world of travel.
0: You've been listening to Rudy Max's World with the Carries, America's number one travel radio show on the SSI Radio Network.